What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You need to watch out for people that are around you. When you get information and you share with them, yeah. like, hey guys, I just met this guy, he told me I can do cybersecurity, he told me I can do cloud ops. Then they tell you, you think you can do that? You can't. So who do you share information with? Because some people get information. You're working with it, but you give up too soon. Yes. So your life you want to live, the six figure you want to make, the vacation you want to go, the transformation you want is on the other side of the implementation of the information that you have. One of the most in-demand roles in tech, highest paying, best job security, is the sub-industry in tech, which is cybersecurity. I'm very excited about this conversation because not only has the guest that we have today went through all types of leaps and bounds to be able to break into tech, scale in tech, but also he's helped countless others get into the industry as well and is still doing that. Now, listen, y'all, you want to make sure you pay attention to this conversation. Stick around to the end because not only does this guest have some resources to give you for those of you that have no experience, no degree at all to be able to get into cybersecurity, but also tech is black we will be announcing our giveaway winner where you're going to be able to get some seconds new black drip uh also make sure y'all are in the comments make sure y'all engage for those who subscribe that we're going to make sure that we are going to be looking through the comments to announce another giveaway uh winner in another tech is new black episode so thank you so much for being on tech is new black thank you for having me i'm glad to be here they yeah, really appreciate you so very excited about this conversation because we've had the opportunity to talk a couple times now and every yeah. time it's been better and better. Yeah. And um, I know there's going to be a huge blessing for a lot of people. Of course, of course. I'm, I'm certain people will be blessed, yes. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Now, the past couple of decades, people have been coming more and more distant from one another. Uh, 
people are being in less community. People are, I mean, we, we could blame it on social media. We could blame it on societal changes. Mm -hmm. But whatever the reason is, this is something that we all see happening. Many people feel as if they don't need one another. But you actually give credit to community for that being the number one reason, if not maybe the, the just the, the primary reason that you actually were able to break into the tech industry. So what were you doing before being in tech and how did community, church, God actually help you break into tech? All right. Thank you for that question. That's, that's a lot to unpack and I'm going to take it one after the other. Yeah. So prior to moving to the U.S., I was in admin. I was an administrative, administrative officer. I was doing a lot in the admin space. Now, moving to the U.S., I was doing, you know, because as an immigrant, when you move here, especially when you come as either a visitor or you come as a student, you can't get into the corporate world, corporate mm -hmm. America immediately. So you need to be able to feed yourself. You need to be able to do some jobs to feed yourself. So yeah. I was doing all kinds of jobs. Mm -hmm. I was doing... Um, uh, delivery driver. I did delivery driver for Amazon. I did delivery for DoorDash. I did uh, Grubhub as well. Yeah. And the last one I did was Uber, yeah. right? And proud to that, I had worked in several factories. Mm -hmm. Like, name it, any minimum wage job, yeah. I had done it. So, yeah. um, and thank God for the fact that I've been a Christian. I give my life to Christ 2007. And since then, I never looked back. So, um, even in the midst of all the struggles, I never for once, you know, stopped going to church or my relationship with yeah, Christ amen. and the Holy Spirit, you know, remains strong as ever. So this particular Sunday, I went to church and prior to that Sunday, I had walked and I was so tired. So I got to church that Sunday. I wasn't looking kept, you know, I was looking rough and you could, <laughs> you could tell, <laughs> you could tell that I was tired i was looking stressed yeah now you know the community aspect that you talked about so there's um um one of the brothers in church who actually you know he was the one teaching us on the school at that time and he just asked me like what's going on and i knew he was well to do he was doing yeah. well mm -hmm. i could tell you know from his appearance and from how he gives mm -hmm. um he, he just um so i told him my experience and what i had done and you know how long i worked the day before coming yeah. to church and he just told me, why not join cybersecurity? Yeah. Trust me, that was the statement. But when he said that, I was like, hmm, cybersecurity? It was like, it was as though I was hearing it for the first time. Man. Even though that wasn't the first time. Yeah, but it just, something went off in your yeah, head. But yeah, but I never imagined someone telling me, why not try cybersecurity? Because yeah. I had always believed that cybersecurity is tough. You need to be yeah. a hacker. You need to know how to program. You need to have tech and all these certifications. Yeah. And I told him, how am I going to do that? And he was able to put me through the things I had to do, you know, the trainings, the courses. Yeah. And here we are today. So yeah. I'm going to give God first the yeah. credit and number two, the community, the church. Yeah. And number three, that brother. You know, it's so amazing. I think so often people discount God and they want to give themselves credit. Many times they think, okay, they came up with an idea or, you know, I think back to way before I was in tech, way before I even thought about getting in tech years ago. But honestly, this breadcrumbed me eventually getting into tech. And it was years ago before meeting Eric. I actually never told Eric this story, but I was in the Marine Corps and we had a Marine Corps ball was coming up. 
And usually what I would do is I would just find some girl that I was messing around with, you know, and bring her to the ball. And I was not going to church at the time. And I remember waking up. This is the first time in a long time of Sundays. I woke up early enough to go to church and I'm laying in the bed and I wasn't going to church. For, I haven't been for a while. I woke up in the bed and I was thinking like, OK, who am I going to take to the Marine Corps ball with me? And I'm like, it's going to be this girl. It's going to be this girl. And then I was like, you know what? I really can't think of who I want to take with me. And when I tell, I know it was God at this point, even though my life was crazy and I was not like truly like walking with God, like in my heart, it was like, go to church. And I was like, go to church. That's like, the Holy Spirit. It's like, go to church. And now mind you, I'm thinking like, go, you know, go to church. What? And then it's like, oh, like go to that one church, which is, you know, shouts out to Word of Faith and Bishop Bronner. Hmm. It's like, go to Word, Word of Faith. It's like, yo, there's a lot of women there. It's like, you can probably meet someone. And I was like, yeah, sure. Go to church. Now, mind you, I'm thinking for that. But of course, God had a different intention in mind. I end up going to church uh, and I'm there for service. Service is over. And I literally go out to the hallway and I'm just about to leave. And I'm just I feel like I'm, something tells me to stop in the hallway. I literally stop in the hallway and I'm at, it's a mega church. Yeah. It's a lot of people going by. Not a lot of people there knew me. But there was one girl there that knew me and she saw me and she said, Cyrus. And I was like, oh, hey, Sabrina. She's like, Cyrus, what are you doing? And then I said out of my mouth, I was like, oh, I'm actually looking for a date to my Marine Corps ball. And as soon as I said the words, and uh, Eric knows knows the person, but one of the bishop's daughters walked like right by. And this is a mega church. She walks right by, and the girl turns and says, "Why don't you invite her?" I'm not gonna say her name. She's married now, and I don't want to seem weird. But she's like, "Why don't you invite her?" And then she stops and says, "Invite me to what?" And I was like, "My Marine Corps ball." And she was like, "I don't really know you like that," but she says, "Hey, let's exchange numbers and kind of get to know each other and see." She ended up didn't come to my ball, but through that, I got closer to her, close to her family, close to close to the church. And the church, as I got closer to God and in my walk, they started giving me a platform that allowed me to ultimately get better at speaking. It allowed me to eventually meet Eric. And so and through knowing the family, they taught me so much about professionalism, so much about working in, in you know, like working in a higher level of excellence and, mm -hmm. you know, all of those different elements that. That became the uh, beginning foundation that ultimately I needed to even be able to eventually be in the tech industry. Yeah. So it's so interesting how God orchestrates and weaves things together, whether it's in your case where, you know, you were being dedicated and being like, I'm going to go to church. Or it was in my case where God was like, yo, I'm, I don't agree with how you living and what you're doing, mm -hmm. but I'm still going to use your your selfish desire yeah. to want to have a beautiful girl at the Marine Corps ball with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that selfish desire to steer you to go to church. Yeah. So that way it's to your benefit. Mm -hmm. And obviously now my relationship with God is much more solid, but also tech as a new black. We've been able to impact so many people. Yeah. So God will use our mess mm -hmm. to end up being a blessing yes. to so many other people. So, so I love your story so much. Like it just really inspires me uh, so very much. So you got into cybersecurity mm -hmm. and so now, what uh, what country were you in at the time? Uh, before moving to the U.S.? Yeah. Nigeria. All right. So when you were in church, so that story, did that take place here in the U.S.? Or yes. That was in, here. Okay, so that was here in, in the, the U.S.? US. Yes. Okay, great. Now, now, one of the things that I've seen, one of the trends that I'm sure everybody ha has seen uh, recently, really, is that 
uh, and this has been happening for probably for not forever, but for you know several decades, that many people from various parts of the world and various parts of Africa mm-hmm. come to the U.S. for different opportunities. And I know countless people uh, that come from various parts of Africa that they'll come to the U.S., whether to be a lawyer or to be a medical doctor, or maybe an engineer. And now, of course, many are pursuing and, and crushing it in the tech space. But on the flip side, many black Americans... You know, we oftentimes complain about the U.S. No place is perfect. We complain about the U.S. and we feel as if the opportunities that are here are not for us. One, I would love for you to speak to the mentality of of um, Africans who, who come here to America and how the opportunities that you see. And but then two, the biases that you might face that we not that we might not be aware of. And how maybe we can be inspired to be able to be more confident in our ability the same way that you had to walk in a certain level of confidence. Yeah. Whew. Thank you for that. So let me take it one after the other. So yeah, yeah. number one, coming from Nigeria, um, you can't even compare Nigeria to the U.S. And yeah. um, this is a statement of fact. Okay. You can't compare any African country, mm-hmm. any to the U.S. in terms of opportunities, mm. in terms of um, potential, like anything at all. Yeah. However, those of us who came from Nigeria to the U.S., you know, large percentage of everyone that came here, uh, you know, pretty much doing well in Nigeria before they move here. Yeah. So we all have this drive. We have this. Um, um, ambition, mm-hmm. you know, to want, as a matter of fact, the reason why we came here in the first place is because of the ambition that we have. Mm-hmm. So that is part of us. It's like it's, it's in it already. Yeah. Now, to now compare to those that are here, you need to be able to get out to understand what you have here. Yeah. So the thing is, if you don't live where you are to visit somewhere else, you might think where you are is not good. What I am today is by the grace of God and the fact that I'm in the U.S. Trust me, I can say 100%. I was born in Nigeria. I was made in the U.S. That's a fact. And the reason is simply because I'm coming from somewhere with limited opportunities Mm -hmm. where even though you have the drive, even though you have the zeal, you want to do so many things, the opportunities are limited. Yeah. You need to... I also come from a place where it is not um, a secret, you know, in so many African countries. If you want to uh, do something, you need to know somebody. You need mm. to be connected to somebody. This is not, this is not you know, something yeah. hidden. Everyone knows that. But here, you can do whatever you want to do. Man. Like, whatever you want to and do. You don't have to be connected you to You don't have person. to be... like. Who do I know? Yeah. That's a that's a question. Who do I know? Yeah. So and I'm doing things now that I know one hundred percent that if I was in Nigeria, I would not have been able to do them. Yeah. That's a fact. I'm not talking about every yeah. other person, but I'm talking about me. Yeah. And yeah. I know countless of other people, my friends, that the things we do now, if we're back home, we won't be able to do that. Speaking yeah. to the opportunities that are bound in the US. So if you're here, either you're black or, or white or, or, or Hispanic, so you need to understand that this country is full of opportunities. Yeah. Full of opportunities. Yeah. Now, how do you get to understand this? Look around you. Um, I'm a Nigerian. I'm black. Mm-hmm. 
You can hear my accent. Oh, yeah. What? You got an accent? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear my accent. So yeah. thick. Yeah, yeah. And I've worked in cybersecurity close to a decade now. Man. And when I started, I was the only black. Yeah. I was the only African, only black on the team. Yeah. Team of about 11 people. Yeah. So imagine where you're coming from you know, doing driving, delivery and all that, mm -hmm. coming into tech and you're the only black amongst, the, amongst your team. Yeah. So there is this pressure that you have to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to prove that you know what you're doing. You need to prove that you are supposed to be there. Yeah. So, and the fact that you have this imposter syndrome, I think I might be jumping the gun now. I'm no, no, going to talk about that later. No, no, you're fine. We're talking. You know, we're talking. That's cool. Talking about imposter syndrome, like, am I supposed to be here? Am I worth this, right? Mm. Am I giving enough value? These are the things yeah. that were coming to my mind. Now, if you think about that and compare to yourself, you were born here. Yes, even though you're black or whatever race, you mm. were born here. Some of the things that I had as limitations, you don't have them. Yeah. Except the fact that we're black. Yeah. So if you if you have that mindset that whatever it is, I'm gonna get it. Trust me, you will get it. Yeah. So pushing through the barriers, what did I do when I started? I was asking questions. Okay. I asked questions every day, every time. Yeah. So I I spoke so this to is when this is when you first got in cybersecurity. Yes. Yeah, okay. When I first got into cybersecurity. I, they knew me for the fact that I would always ask questions. Yeah. So when I first started, and this is why it's good to have a mentor. So when I first started, when my manager gives me a task, I ask him questions immediately. And I told my mentor and he said, no, when they give you a task, go to your desk, do some research. Now you can come back and ask questions coming from a place of information, yes, a place wow. of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So that will help you understand what you, know, you want to do and your manager understand that you know the task. You know, just to interject really quickly, one of the things I actually see a lot, and I see this a lot in my, in my comments and in my DMs on social media, when people are interested in getting into tech, they will ask me questions where I can tell they haven't done any level of work to find the answer. Like basically they'll, they'll treat you like Google. Well, they'll say, they'll message me and say, hey, how much can I make if I'm in this industry? And I'll see the message two hours later and then I'll respond back and say like, hey, did you find the answer? And then they'll respond, or I'll say, do you still need the answer? They're like, yeah, I still need the answer. And then I'll respond, but I'll let them know, hey, in the time that you were waiting for me to give you the answer, you could have just Googled this question and got the answer in 30 seconds. And I'll let them know. And usually I send a voice note so they can hear my tone. And I'll let them know. I'll say, hey, like, I don't, I'm not trying to sound offensive, but I want you to understand that you could have just gotten the answer yourself and not waited on me. If you want to work in this industry, especially a space like cybersecurity, they're not going to hold your hand. Like, they're there to answer questions, but they also are going to treat you like an adult and be like, yo, like, you know, like you mentioned, ask a question that it shows you have some level of yes. education. Or it's from an educated place, like you mentioned. Yes. It's from a place of, okay, you did some work, mm -hmm. but now you just need help with the rest of the information that wasn't easily accessible to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So, so now, when I started, I started as a pen tester. Okay. So what we do basically is, let's say um, you have a website yeah. and you have infrastructure, you have everything, you have your server, and Eric is a pen tester. And you said, Eric, can you please, so what Eric does is, can you please help me pen test 
my environment, my website, my server to see what I'm vulnerable to. Okay. So, so to Eric, see if to see if okay if there's any way we can get vulnerability. Hacked. Yes. Yeah, okay. There's any weakness, you know, commonly called vulnerability. Yeah. So that was how I started. Now, and that's a very very technical job. Okay. Like it's it's one of the most technical part or aspect of cybersecurity. Wow. Okay. Now coming from driving Uber to doing that. So you can imagine the, the switch. Whoa. So how, how long of a time was it when you went from uh, driving Uber to when you were a pen tester? So I I would say four months. Whoa. Yes. So you went from not, not in tech at all, not at in all. cybersecurity, so pen to testing, one of the most technical roles, yes, pen testing. In four months. Wow. It took a lot. If you're interested in breaking into a six-figure career in tech or scaling to over half a million dollars in tech, then this video is for you. If not, then just swipe away. But I was able to break into the tech industry October 2021, and in my first year, I scaled to over half a million dollars in tech. My second year, I was able to gross over a million dollars. More importantly, I was able to freely help over 600 people break into six-figure tech careers as well and scale further in the industry. Now, the number one question I've been getting from people is how was I able to do this? How was I able to make so much money? How was I able to also help as many people as I've been able to help? Well, aside from doing coaching calls and trying to spend a whole bunch of time helping people individually, I've decided to create the Tech Rich Program, where I literally break every single thing down that I've done and what I've been doing to show others how they can break into tech faster or scale to over half a million dollars plus within their first few years in the tech industry as well. All you gotta do, click the link in my bio. All the information's there. Check out the description. Message me if you have any other questions. And I'll see you on your journey scaling in tech. So I remember very vividly when I'm driving, when I don't have any passenger, I'm watching the training because I had paid for so many training. Yeah. I set up lab in my home. I was doing a lot. Wait, 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 stop, stop. So while you're Lyft driving, no, excuse me, not Lyft, because I was a Lyft driver, while you're Uber driving, mm -hmm. in between your rides, you were watching educational Absolutely. cybersecurity videos. Yes. That level of dedication is wild. Yes. That's incredible. I was doing that Man. and I was sleeping, eating, drinking like cybersecurity. When I get home, Man. I already have, um, you know, when you go drive for two, 12, 10, 12 hours, you're tired, right? Yeah. You want to rest, but no, not me. When I, when I go home, I have my lab, you know, already set up. I have my virtual machine. I have a uh, Kalilino set up. Everything done set up already. Man. So I, so there's this uh, tool that we use then. I, I think it's still available now. It's called Hack the Box. Hacks the Box. Okay. Yes. So you use that to practice your hacking skill. So that was what so I like was... hacking the stuff? Yes. Okay. So they provide some servers for you, yeah. some IP address or some servers for you to... And they give you like... Um, Kind of instructions or assignment or task for you to you know ha uh, hack. They can say okay, get us the um, SM, get into the SMB server and get up some keys, or get into their their domain and then become the admin. Elevate yourself to become the admin yeah. of the domain. So I was doing that every day. Mm. So by the time I started interviews, I I was very good. Now when I did my interview, I interviewed three. Three companies, you know, one on one final stage, and I got two of them. So, so you interviewed with just three companies, just three, and you got two. I got out two of the, wow. out of those three. Okay, I got two. So, That's the, nice. I bet you were like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, the reason why I so one was 
airline. Yeah. The second one was, as a matter of fact, I got three. I take okay. that back. Okay. One was airline. One was a bank. One was um, e-commerce platform. Okay. Now, when I got when I got those jobs, I looked at the potentials and everything. And again, talking about the place of the Holy Spirit, I went to meet my pastor and I said, I got this job and this is what, um, this is what I feel like I should do. So my you know, pastor and his wife, and we just prayed. And the wife said, you know, because you know, my pastor's wife is a prophetess, and she said, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. I said, that is the particular one that I want to go. Wow. That I have peace with that. And the fact that I, I started with that, that honed my, like, I started with one of the best and smartest minds in cybersecurity. Yeah. So they pushed me so much that I knew so much. Man. Yeah. So that was how I started. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so, so, so beautiful. So that's why yeah. I ask myself, when anyone comes to me and say, this is, this is what I want to do. If I tell you my story, then you will know that there is nothing that is impossible for you to do, yeah. especially the fact that you're in the United States. Yeah. You can't do it. I love that so much. Yo, let us know in the comments, because I know we have a variety of audience. Like some of you are people that believe in prayer. You believe in God. You go to church. And then I've also seen people in the comments where, you know, I'm just being real. Some of y'all are like, hey, why y'all talking about God? Just keep it about tech. Uh, so we'd love to know from y'all, like, where do you stand? You know, we love we love all people, uh, but definitely want to know, like, yo, do you pray? Like, do you believe in prayer? Also, when it comes to your career in tech, for those of y'all that aren't in tech, are you praying? Like, are you going to God? Are you going to anyone like a spiritual leadership when it comes to the direction of your career like Tolu did? You know, or is that something you haven't been doing at all? Definitely let us know. It's something that we encourage personally, uh, but we're definitely uh, curious about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, uh, again, we're going to make sure that we're going through the comments. So we're not going to have any bias towards anyone. but We're going to make sure that we are uh, selecting uh, winners for giveaways. We're going to be announcing that in future Tech is New Black episodes. Uh, so... Tolu, man, there's so much that you said. One of the pieces that that that's really interesting to me is honestly. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. See, like, I'm trying to even think like so many directions I want, I want to go in just for a split second before jumping back in with these uh, within these questions. So one, most people don't realize that one of the highest biases that people have is accent bias. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, learned this recently that 
uh, it's not skin color is not the biggest bias, but accent is the biggest bias. You know, living in Miami, uh, I was able to see that where I would see someone and think that they're black. And because I think they're black, I have certain assumptions that I didn't even realize I had until they would speak. And I would realize, oh, they're Latino. And automatically, my, I, I could notice my assumptions about them shift the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, or on a reversal, seeing someone and thinking that they're white and then hearing their accent be like, yeah. oh, they're Latino. Yeah. You know, and so or seeing someone that I think is Latino and then they tell me, no, 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 I'm black. And it causes all these strange shifts to where I've been able to actually see how strong accent bias is. Mm -hmm. And so that's a layer that I think many, like, black people here, like, uh, um, in America don't understand where that layer of of you walking into a room and everyone automatically assumes you're a black man, so there's automatically that bias, but then them hearing your accent. So then there's another level of bias as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, it's something that I just wanted to kind of communicate for people to understand the layers that you went through. But the piece that really stuck out to me, because I didn't even notice, like the, we, we talked before, I had no clue that while you were lift, I keep saying lift driving because I, I, that's what I did. But while you were uh, ride share driving, yeah. you were studying. And that's so beautiful because so often people, I don't want to say make excuses. People give reasons as to why they can't do it. People say, like, oh, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time to study because I'm working during these hours of the day and then I have this going on and that thing. And it's really beautiful to hear where you're like, no, you made a way. And in four months for you to be a qualified pen tester, and I mean, you you, you weren't like somewhat qualified. If you were somewhat qualified, three companies wouldn't have given you an offer for a pen testing role. That shows that you really were dedicated in those four months to it. And I I really hope that inspires uh, someone and and allows y'all to see like realistically, just like you said earlier, the opportunities that are here and going back to what you said, where we're in a, in a, in a place where there are a lot of issues in America, but to be in a place where, sorry, sorry, quick one. Can you tell me any country without issues? Can no. you name one? Okay, no, no, no. no. Can't, can't name one at all. Okay. Cannot cool. name one at all. Now, that, that's that's very real. But to realize, I'm going to be real. I didn't even know about that piece that you mentioned earlier where in Nigeria you have to be connected to someone in order Absolutely. for something to happen. This is not, this is not secret. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. You know, um, something as, you know, even as simple as getting a job. Yes, people get job on the merit every day in Nigeria, not just in Nigeria, Africa, people get job on a merit every day. Mm-hmm. However, there are some jobs, tons of them, that if you don't know someone on the inside, you're not going to get a job. It does not matter if you're good or not. What what was your like? What is your why? Like, what had you so driven at that time? Because I mean, I, I'm going to be I was very driven when I was live driving and trying to get into tech. I was very driven, but I was not driven to say, okay, while I'm lift driving, I'm also going to be studying. So, there, so there's a clear indication of a level of drive you had. Why were you so driven? And I want to be real. You didn't just get into tech. Like you scaled really far mm-hmm. and helped a lot of people along the way. So what was your, your drive to work so hard initially? And, and after getting in tech, what's kept that drive going? Now, when you... When you're driving, like when you were doing Lyft, mm-hmm. you, were, you, you were picking up different kinds of people, all mm-hmm. kinds of people. Yeah. I was doing the same thing. So there were times where 
I pick someone and I like to initiate conversation. Yeah. And when I start talking to people and you tell me, okay, I'm 21 and I'm a software engineer, this is my salary. And I get to pick someone else, yeah, I'm cybersecurity, uh, this is my salary. Yeah. I get picks. So I, I was doing all that and I was going to downtown Chicago and I was seeing all these beautiful buildings, see all these, you know, nicely dressed young men and women coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, are these people smarter than me? Come on. That's, that's the question that's I was the question. asking. Are yes. they smarter than me? Are they man. smarter than me? And when we have conversation, and again, maybe to them, some would say it's an insult, but I didn't care. Don't some would brutal. ask me, you know, like, well, you're so smart. Why are you driving Uber? Yes. Well, I, I didn't care. I was, you know, but anyway, those were the things that I was seeing daily. Yeah. And if that does not inspire you, nothing else will man. inspire you. Yeah. And when I was seeing that, I'm like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, the life that I want to live, mm -hmm. the freedom that I desire, and the ability to be able to do whatever I want to do without looking at my bank account <laughs> and trying to see if I have leftover or yeah. if I want to pay you know, in a restaurant or if I want to do anything at all. I don't want to have to look at my bank balance or, or think twice. Yeah. And this is not talking about being frivolous, but the things that are necessary, the necessities of life, yes. the things I want to do, I want to be able to afford them, yeah. right? And I know that this is a vehicle that can afford me that kind of life. Yeah. And the fact that I was seeing people that are doing it, man, game on. Hey y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right. A private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast. You want more than just the FAQs. You want to talk with tech recruiters. You want to talk with, with hiring managers. You want to talk with coaches. You want to talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just want to be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're going to be talking about updates in tech. We're going to be talking about companies that are hiring. We're going to be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're gonna be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Yo, so that's so incredible, so incredible. Now, so I completely resonate with that where sometimes you can realize you're smarter than some people but you just don't have the information that they had or mm -hmm. the knowledge they had. Mm -hmm. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's really where most of us are at, people that aren't in tech, yes. where they think because they don't have information, they're not smart, hmm. but really you just don't have knowledge about yes. a topic. Yes. But in reality, you are smart. I had to realize this like way before being in tech when, you know, one, I looked at it when it came to like the Bible, where, you know, I realized like, yo, I have to be smart because I've been able to read this book with all of these, 
you know, and understand the context of it and Absolutely. be able to break it down mm-hmm. and be able to quote these things and understand the, the Hebrew and the Greek and all of these yeah. components. Okay, so I must be, I have to be smart. And then I looked at like things like comic books and, and I, how I was able to consume knowledge and information. Most people don't notice, like I'm low-key a, a comic nerd. And I said, yo, I can consume this information and, and debate other nerds mm-hmm. on why this superhero is better than this superhero <laughs> and this person's backstory. Yeah. And then the same thing when it came to just artistry. Mm-hmm. So I, re- I realized, yo, my issue is not that I'm not smart. It's just... I'm choosing to acquire knowledge in things that are kind of frivolous, like outside of the outside of the, the outside of the Bible. Yeah. But in terms of all the other stuff, it's okay. Having all this comic book knowledge doesn't do anything for my life. Having all this knowledge about when it comes to like rap and hip hop and these other elements does nothing for my life. And I feel I look on social media and I see people debating things like. You know, uh, things like, okay, what happened with this reality star and who's sleeping with this person? And, and I'm looking and I'm like, I'm looking at people and I'm like, man, and you're telling me you don't think you actually can fit in tech. You don't think you can acquire this knowledge. You can. It's just you're choosing to be an expert on things that don't Misplaced matter. Priority. Yeah. Things that don't matter. You're mm-hmm. an expert on what's ha- happening with you know, with this rapper and his girlfriend. You're an expert on what's happening on this reality TV mm-hmm. show. You're an expert on... You know, which, uh, you know, I found out recently that, um, what is it called? Mary, what is it called? There's some brand, Michael Kors, which is a a popular clothing brand. I found out recently that Michael Kors is like no longer a cool brand to buy a woman. You now have to buy them this. And I'm like, how are y'all keeping up with all of this information? I'm hearing that for the first time. I don't know. But if you just, (laughs) yeah, you just not learning it. I learned it recently. I thought Michael Kors, like, I thought Michael Kors was still popping. I thought it was still popping. I'm looking at Rhea behind the camera. <laughs> but realizing, yo, and I, I, I hope this, this, y'all are catching what I'm saying. If you're an, a subject matter expert in something, you could realistically become a subject matter expert in almost anything. It's just people choose to consume something that's a waste of time. Yeah. And I love how obsessive, the same way someone will be obsessive and they'll be like rideshare driving mm-hmm. and like still watching something with a reality TV show while they're driving. You just chose to watch information that you knew could be a blessing to you and countless others. Absolutely. So the, the, the talk about information, um, we get information all the time. Yeah. But the, the question is, what do you do with the information you're getting? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, you know, this prayer told me, go why not cybersecurity? Mm-hmm. And he gave me all those information. I could have as well just like shrug it off, not do anything, right? Because mm-hmm. there's this, if time permits, let me share this, this story in the scriptures. Oh, please do. Yeah. Um, Neyman, Neyman mm-hmm. was a captain of the army, you know, mm-hmm. of Syria. Imagine what it means to be a captain of the army at that time. And these people had gone to Israel and, you know, they've conquered them. They brought, you know, and then what they do is when they conquer a city, they come with the spoils of war. Mm-hmm. Humans are part of the spoils of war. So there's this lady that was part of the, um, you know, spoils of war that they conquered. This lady worked with Neman's wife. Okay. Now, Neman had leprosy. Okay. And this lady, a slave, told Neman, why not go to my city? There's a prophet there that will help you. Imagine that information to a captain coming from a slave. Wow. Now, 
Neman, and this is what happens to everybody, mm. when you hear that information, you don't think about the information, you're thinking about where the information is coming, coming from. from. Yeah, it's like, who are you? You're just a slave. Yes. I'm a captain. Your information like, shouldn't matter yes. to me. Now, Neman didn't do that. Yeah. He took uh, whatever I had to take. He went to his king, you know, all story, story short, he went to that prophet. The prophet didn't even come out. The prophet sent a message to him. Go to the river, um, I think river Jordan or so, go wash yourself seven times. The guy got angry, like, how can you tell me to go wash myself in that very dirty river? Like, mm. there are rivers in uh, Samaria or whatever that, you know, so clean, much better. Yeah. Now, that is another thing that happens to everybody. When you get this information, the things they ask you to do, you believe this small thing, is this what you want me to do? Is this going to bring result? Yeah. Or you think all I need to do is do some training, is to do some assessment? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy had that same mindset. Yeah. But thank God for him, he had people around him that had his best in, in, interest at heart. Yeah. His servant. Yeah. They told him, they could have told him, um, that prophet is evil, let's kill him. Yeah. They could have told him that. They told yeah. him, now, Captain, if this guy I told you to bring money, would you not have brought the money? He told you, he told you to just go wash yourself. Why not go wash yourself and come back if you're going to be clean? Yeah. So you need to watch out for people that are around you. Mm. When you get information and you share with them, yeah. like, hey, guys, I, I just met this guy. He told me I can do cybersecurity. He told me I can do uh, tech. He told me I can do cloud ops. Then they tell you, who, you, you think you can do that? You can't. Yeah. So who do you share information with? Yeah. Now, this guy was encouraged by his servant. He went to, the, um, to that you know, um, sea, oh. washed himself seven times. Yeah. He came back clean. Yeah. I believe when he was dipping himself, I believe he'd be telling himself by the third try, like, if I don't get clean, I'm going to kill this prophet. <laughs> but he did that seven times. On the sixth time, he could have also given up. Yeah, that's true. Because some people get information. Yeah. You're working with it, but you give up too soon. Yes, that's so real. I, I love the metaphor that you're putting together with that story. Yeah. yeah. They could have given up too soon, yeah. but this guy didn't stop. Yeah. He finished and completed that seven times, and he became so clean. Yeah. And that, so your, your, the life you want to live, the six-figure you want to make, the vacation you want to go, like the transformation you want is on the other side of the implementation of the information that you have. Yo, that is so incredible for a variety of reasons. I literally had a, I had a DM, someone messaged me yesterday and they said, hey Cyrus, uh, they said, I'm just giving you an update. You know, they said I, I, I finished, uh, they finished a particular uh, edu education uh, tech platform they did. They said, yo, I finished it about three months ago. They said, I don't have a job yet. And they said, Cyrus, I've applied to about, they said 70 jobs. And they said, it's been three months. And then they said, what, what do I do? And then I responded and I said, apply to more jobs. And I, I said, yo, it's, it's been three, and I, I had to be real. I said, yo, it's been three months you applied to. I said, I know people that apply to 200 jobs in one month. And I said, you applied to 70 and it's been three months and you've just been sitting. And they, they literally said, okay, I'm sitting and waiting now. I'm waiting now. So I'm thinking about the analogy you gave, or not the analogy you gave, but the, the story from the, the Bible with, uh, with Naaman and how he could have stopped the sixth time. Yeah. And there are so many people. I, I, know, I know people. So Texas New Black, uh, through partnering uh, with people like yourself, we've been able to help hundreds of people break into the tech industry. Mm -hmm. 
one of the, the issues I see is that some people just stop trying. They just give up. And so this is actually a, a, a beautiful kind of transition or segue to talk about Excel Mind Cyber and what you've been doing. Because, again, not only have you broken into the industry, scaled really far, been, been crushing it, mm-hmm. but you have created Excel Mind Cyber to help a lot of other people become cybersecurity professionals. Yeah. Now, my question is, does someone need a degree? This is a question a lot of people have. Does someone need a degree or technical experience to be able to get started in an entry-level cybersecurity role? All right. Thank you. Uh, beautiful question. So I'm going to use the story of one of my students. Yeah. Uh, his name is Yemi. Uh, he got a job like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think his salary is about one fifteen, one twenty thousand. This guy, equivalent of high school diploma. Okay. That's what he has in Nigeria. Yeah. So today, he's in tech. Yeah. All right. So what does that mean? You don't need a degree. Yeah, you don't. If anyone is telling you you need a degree, that is a lie. Mm-hmm. All right. As a matter of fact, software engineers, mm-hmm. do you know that one of the things that inspired me when I was driving Uber was I picked a guy that was a software engineer and I asked him, how did you get into software engineering? He said, I studied history. But I went to a boot camp and I did software engineering for three months yeah. training. And that time it was already like paying, it was getting paid like maybe $150,000, dollars mm-hmm. So it does not matter either you have a degree or not. You do not need degree to get into tech. You know something that just hit me? I don't know why I'm just now realizing this uh, because like... When you got in tech, because what it was about 10 years ago or so, or so, right? When you got in tech, not only were there fewer black people, you know, that were in tech at that time than right now. There are way more right now. Like a lot of black people are still like, oh, my God, black people are getting in tech. And it's like y'all don't realize there are way more black people in tech right now than were 10 years ago. But you didn't even go to college for it even back then. Mm-hmm. So this is crazy because... Doing not going to college to get in tech was more rare 10 years ago. Now it's pretty normal. So it's really interesting to see that there are still some people that might think they need college. When even 10 years ago, you as someone who had moved to America, have a thick accent and all these other pieces, you still got into the industry in just four months. Yes. A decade ago, before, let me know in the comments if any of y'all have ever, if y'all, 10 years ago, if y'all knew what a boot camp was. I didn't know what a tech boot camp was. I didn't know that there were ed tech platforms up until about maybe like four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's actually, like, honestly, that's one of the hugest testaments or testimonies of being able to get into the industry without having a certain type of background. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, when you're getting a tech role, they don't actually care about your degree because your degree is not going to do the job. What actually does the job is the capacity that you've developed while, you know, when you were doing your training. So it does not matter either you have a degree or not. So degree is not actually um, necessary, is not mm-hmm. needed at all to either get into the role or excel. You don't need a degree. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I want to kind of tie things back uh, to the beginning of the story and ask a question. Uh, right before doing that, I definitely want to shout out um, the uh, the winner 
of, uh, of our giveaway for Texas New Black merch. So want to give a shout out to Supreme on Fire 9740. It's always funny whenever I see YouTube names like that. But Supreme on Fire 9740, uh, thank you for your comment that you left on our, on our content. Make sure that you message us at info at techisanewblack.com. Uh, so message us like your sizes. Check out our merch information. See which piece you're interested in. And uh, we'll be able to send that over to you. Uh, again, for everybody else that's tuning in, make sure y'all are engaging in the comments. You know, All you have to do is make sure that you like, subscribe, and that you're engaging in the comments. And we'll choose you uh, as a winner for a giveaway. Now, the last question that I have for you, uh, Tolu, at least I think it's the last question. Something else might pop up. But the question I'm thinking of is really, so community, God and community, godly community helped you break into cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. It's been 10 years. You scaled really far. Helped a lot of people get into cybersecurity with Excel Mind Cyber. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how, now that, now that you're making a lot of money, life is good. What does what is relation what do relationships look like? What does community look like? Like how are you you because because what happens is sometimes we become so successful that relationships and community those things start to fall off to the side. Hmm. What is what are relationships and community like for you now? How important are they to you now? And how do you feel it's like helping or hindering your success? Thank you so much. So uh, the reason why I'm here in the first place is the community. So yeah. they help me stay grounded. It's very important that you understand that irrespective of whatever you achieve, where you're coming from, and the base that you have as your foundation mm -hmm. is very, very important. Mm -hmm. So I'm still very solidly grounded in my community. I still help. As a matter of fact, the reason why I excel my cyber started was because I was helping in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in our community, you have someone say, you know, when you go to a party or you go to church, say, oh, I hear you in cyber is great. Can you help me? So uh, that, that's how I got started because it got to a year. I had helped about 10 people. Mm -hmm. So they now came together and said, you are very good at this. Why not? You know, put this into something that you can do to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's how Excel My Cyber started. So yeah. even now, I still do that. Help either friends, you know, family, church. I still do that 100%. Also, it has also helped me to be able to give because mm -hmm. I like to give. Yeah. So that has helped me to do that a lot. And another thing that, you know, I can tell is... I used to be very agitated about what's going to happen next month, what's going to mm. happen in two months. Okay. But now it's no longer there yeah. because there's job security. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my team were telling me, now that you have Excel Mindset, but why can't you quit your job? You know what I told them? What's that? I said, if I quit my job, then what is my testimony? Because what I tell my student mm. is the fact that I can do this, you can do it as well. Yeah. So if I quit, what am I going to tell them? Mm. Then, it becomes, then it becomes, hey, I'm no longer doing this thing. Now my success is just off of you being my student. Yeah. So when mm. I'm having live class, I move my you know, camera. Can you see my monitor? Can you see? So what I'm doing now like I'm is what I'm teaching you. Yes. So this is not... I have done this before. No, yeah. I am doing it right now. Yes. 